Welcome to the Defending Your Diva Podcast. Cast, cast, cast. I'm David Davila. And I am Danny Hidalgo. Danny, how's your week going? It's been good. You know, I've been watching a lot of like new Netflix stuff. I was telling you, I just started <sighs> watching coffee. Avatar The Last Airbender. Oh, you know, everyone uh, says that's the most amazing show. I've still never seen it. It's on my You list. know, I, I never had either. Um, I wanted, I was interested in watching it because they often say that it's an animated show that, I mean, it's for, meant for children, but like adults can still enjoy it. Um, I'm, I'm only two episodes in, but it's it's good. I like it so far. Is it really meant for um, children? Because I don't know any children that have ever well, seen that. I only know adults. What? It's no, all adults all that my, watch the show. Are you sure it's not for actually, adults? I'm sure. I mean, I'm. I literally. Well, it was on Nickelodeon. Uh, well, not originally. Feel, they might have yeah, aired originally, it. Yeah, originally, it's a Nickelodeon show. Yeah. Isn't it a, like a Japanese show? Nickelodeon's not a Japanese no. company. No, it's not. It's it's um. They actually the animation is kind of like inspired in anime, so it has oh, like an anime style. I always to it, thought it was a, a, a like a an official anime. No, no, show. it's not official anime. Um, but it's good. And then I also started watching Girlfriends last night, which is... Oh, I love that show. Back I, which I had never seen, but I actually loved it. It's, I mean, I haven't... I've obviously, I've only watched, like, I only watched one episode, but it was good. It's on my list now. I think I'm going to watch another episode when I go to the gym later. Uh, yeah, I, I, I've been meaning to watch that show. It's supposed to be, like, up there. Like, it was one of the best shows, like, with The Wire and uh, Battlestar Galactica. Friends. Friends. <laughs> well, no, I'm just saying in the, in the, in the, like in the sitcom where I don't even, I'm not a fan of Friends personally. No, I but mean, I, Friends is, I, I grew up watching Friends. I love Friends. My dad still watches Friends every night to go to sleep. Really? Um, I tried recently to get into Friends. I couldn't get into it. Really? Just, it's still, to yeah. me, it's still hilarious. It, uh, it has all the issues, like all the issues that people have brought up about Friends over the years. They're all valid, but it still makes me laugh. Yeah, uh, I think maybe that was it. Maybe I just watched it and just like as a like 30 year old. Puerto Rican I was just like this show is too white <laughs> for me <laughs> I mean like maybe I wouldn't have thought that had I watched it in the 90s but like now with with just you know with how far we've come I just feel like I just can't watch there this. wasn't much in diva news this week to be honest um Not it's really. all kind of older stuff Katy Perry's album debuted at number five sorry uh oh, Danny yeah. what I mean oh, the top five you predicted top five it, yeah, you I predicted top, top five. five and it came in just at number I knew five it wasn't, I knew it wasn't gonna go number one I I knew that right, people were yeah, like yeah. The, a lot of the fans on Twitter were like I'm still hoping for a number one and I'm like bitch don't hope for that I mean I honestly yeah. hoped for you you know like I'm not a Katy Perry stan <laughs> I enjoy her casually but I was like really like oh, I hope yeah, you I hope she gets enough. a number one for Danny <laughs> <laughs> I mean I, I'm okay with like where she's gotten I think it's just the reality of where her career is at right now um, but again, I'm okay with it. I mean, I'm, I'm just enjoying it. I like the album. Um, and I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm fine cute. with that. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, Britney Spears, um, is still in the news. This conservatorship is still yes, up in arms. Yes, but she looks like she's, it looks like she's finally starting to fight back a little bit. Right, which, I'm which like, we talked yes, about a little bitch, last week. But then, on. uh, her sister is now almost like backtracking because we were all like, yes, her sister's going to take over. It's going to be amazing. But her sister said publicly that Britney is not ready mentally to be taking care of her own affairs. But people need to remember everyone, especially like the free Britney stuff, like Britney Spears isn't trying to end her conservatorship. Right, She's right, simply right, trying yeah, to yeah. change some certain things about it, you know? Um, yeah. And also like, again, I don't understand. And we talked about this maybe like two or three. We talked about this too much, probably. The, the only difference no, 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 this no, no, week no. is I'm, that. Th but this specific topic Katie is, Lynn spoke uh, up. I, I, um, cause I remember when I saw the brother, um, 
being interviewed and he said something along the lines of like, well, I mean, I just don't like, I like, how is she going to do all this stuff by herself? And I'm like, why are they acting like she can't like hire help? I don't understand. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> you, know what, you know what I mean? She has money. Woo, she got money. Yeah, but it's just like, it's like a thing where it's like, she has to be under a conservatorship because she doesn't know how to do all these things by herself. And I'm like, why are, I, I don't understand why they're acting like she can't like get an assistant or something. Ooh, 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 ooh. Um, last week we talked a little bit about the drama between JLo and Mariah because we were on our glitter episode. Oh, uh, yeah. We talked about the Loverboy drama. And I mentioned briefly that that track was going to be released on the Rarities album that's upcoming. And mm-hmm. we'll be, by the time this comes out, um, no, it'll still, it'll still have another week or so to come out. But the Rarities album is coming out soon. And on it is the original Loverboy track. Now, this story went viral this week. I guess a lot of people didn't know the drama we talked about last week. Oh, um, I've known it for a long yeah, time. <laughs> but it flooded the internet this week and everyone's freaking out about the Loverboy stuff. So this track, uh, no one's ever heard it before. No one's heard it. And it's going to be on this album. So I, I wonder if it's really a bop. And I wonder if... If Tommy Matola hadn't stolen that track from Mariah for JLo's song, if it would have made any difference or not, or if it was already too late, she was she was destined to have a fall from grace during glitter. Yeah, I think that yeah, because it still would have been with glitter. (laughs) But um, (laughs) I I mean, I think that um, I I like the the one that came out, Loverboy. I actually like that song. It's a good Mariah Carey song. Um, I don't know how. In retrospect, it's good. Like. At the time, it sa- it was not a hit. Like it sounded like nothing on the radio. You got to think well, two thousand one compared to her. But two thousand one was stuff. "Oops, I Did It Again." That was like, I mean, who was Wasn't what that was big? It was released in two thousand, but it was still it was still big in two thousand one. And oh, um, but yeah, I guess. Well, her album "Slave for You" came out a little bit after that. But anyway, that song was nothing like what was popular at the time. And um, yeah. It just was not going to be a bop. But she did it release a well, music though. video. Her, yeah, she it, released, aged well. it aged really well. She released a music video for her new song, which I think is kind of a mediocre song, sampling Lauren Hill. It's called Save the Day. Oh, Samples the one Lauren she did Hill. with Lauren Hill. Yeah, that's, yeah. it's such a, it's such a um, filler. I'm not, I'm not yeah, about um, it. It's not, it's not that great of a track, but she released a video for it. And I must say, after watching the video... I was more into the song. The video, she okay. filmed it. She filmed it in Flushing at Flushing Meadows in front of the tennis courts. It's a, it's a U.S. Open themed video. And oh, it features, yeah, I saw something like that. Yeah, yeah, okay. It features I, I, all of I, these I, female tennis players, and it's kind of funny. It's a U.S. Open video, but that made me kind of like the song a little more. She's still releasing her EPs every single Thursday night. I mean, I like it. I haven't honestly. Mariah Carey hasn't released something in years that i personally have been like crazy excited for Um, yeah no yeah i mean i know that i know that a lot of her fans really liked her i think caution caution was was that her last album yeah caution Um, was a good album like from beginning to end was a good album which she hadn't had a good album in like 10 years it's just you know what that's not the type of mariah carey stuff that i like i like like the classic like early 90s mariah i really like some of that is gonna be on this album so today she just threw out a minute-long sample of the opening track of the rarities album and it is a bop it is an unreleased track from her first album and it is a bop i posted it on the story of defending divas uh instagram at defending divas uh so go check it out uh it is a full-on bop so now i'm kind of excited for what uh, what else might be in this uh unreleased trunk that's going to be on this album anytime Um, she comes out with something i always take a listen to it so i'll i'll definitely 
the yeah, and other than that, uh, not much other diva news happened this week except for Madonna. Oh, Madonna was messy, messy. Okay, so Madonna <laughs> is writing her own biopic. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. This sounds like a train wreck waiting yeah. to happen. I'm Can sorry. Can I ask you, David, which I actually can't believe that we've never talked about this, but have you ever seen her? Well, I saw it on HBO. I don't know if it was an HBO movie, but like her biopic, I think it was unauthorized. I think it was called like Madonna, like, oh, I forgot what it was called. Madonna it was like and the a Breakfast biopic. Club. Huh? Madonna and the Breakfast Club? No, 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 no. It was a biopic of Madonna. That... Yeah. Is it not the one from Hulu, Madonna and the, and the Breakfast Club? Or is there another one that I don't know? No, about? it's like okay. an actual movie with actors. Okay, we'll have to look that up. But okay. in the meantime, uh, Madonna has hired Diablo Cody, the Academy Award winning writer. Juno and Jennifer's Body. <laughs> yes, we yeah. we stand Diablo Cody. She was a stripper. Yeah. She is by the a way, writer. it's called the, the her biopic. By the way, it's called Madonna: Innocence Lost. I remember seeing it on. HBO. Oh no, I've never seen it. I can't. Believe oh my I'm god! I have that. to. I was like, when I was a kid, I would buy books about Madonna and biographies and just read them. Like I know too have much really about Madonna. Have you really never seen this? Oh my god! No, I, I can't didn't. believe I feel I've, like I've never I've heard seen, of it. I've seen something Madonna-related that you didn't. That's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. So she's hired Diablo Cody, and they've she's been posting pictures with her and Diablo Cody writing every single day, writing every single day, writing this biopic. Uh, and the other day, she went live, and they did a writing session in her living room, live on Instagram Live. And let me tell you, I'm a playwright. I'm a writer. I, I'm a TV writer and a playwright. And writing is boring. Like, writing is you in front of a computer, like, twiddling your thumbs, staring at the screen. It's boring. And she thought it would be this great idea to do it live on Instagram Live. And let me tell you, it kind of was a great idea because it was a train wreck. You couldn't look away. Her and Diablo Cody reading dialogue back and forth to each other and saying, and oh, saying how about this? this? How about that? Do this, do that. What if you say this? And meanwhile, uh, ask, answering questions from the Instagram live feed and Michelle Visage was in the feed watching the whole time. And so was Detox. And for some reason, Detox kept just, we all love Detox from Drag Race. If you don't know who yes. Detox is, she's a rapper okay. and fashion icon and Drag Race all-star. And um, she was just taking over the conversation. So Madonna kept noticing everything Detox was saying and she kept repeating it. And then, But she didn't know who Detox was. But apparently Diablo Cody is friends with Detox and Michelle Visage. So they were talking back and forth and Madonna's confused. And then Madonna sees a comment from Michelle Visage and she goes, Michelle, Michelle, I know her. Oh, that's Didn't weird. Didn't Michelle Visage this say that she weird. met Madonna and she was like a big bitch to her or something? <laughs> Madonna put a cease and desist order against Michelle Visage in the early 90s. So it was oh, this really? weird... Yes, because she, she was completely copying... She may not have done it herself. It might have been the record company, but she was literally copying Madonna's image. And she looked so much like Madonna. Like, it was... They put a cease and desist. I know that Michelle has said that Madonna was like her biggest influence. She's like, still, ever. I mean, she still stands Madonna. I don't think she cares. I think she would sit in front of Madonna and let Madonna like pee on her and slap her. And then she would say, thank you, Madonna. It would be, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> but in the meantime, we have this biopic to look forward to, which I can't, biopics are hard to do. It's, it, they're really hard to yeah. make them compelling. I'm also like always reluctant when it's like the person is... I mean, I like it when they're authorized by the person, but I'm also like, oh, well, that means Madonna's not really going to... Because apparently... this, so this stuff. other It sounds this like other she film, will, but I don't know. Well, this other film that I saw, Madonna Innocence Lost, which I just checked, by the way, the whole thing's on YouTube, so I'll send you the link after. Yeah. But apparently Madonna didn't like it because it kind of makes her look like a cold, like, insecure... Right. Like, well, she is. Bitch. And well, she, is, she is. She is. But Madonna in this, doesn't if you like watch to be Instagram seen that live, way. You actually see it's Madonna without any sort of 
it's Madonna without the wall or the mask that she puts up. So it was interesting because you're just watching her work and she doesn't have the wall up and she's super insecure, super insecure. And she's also super mean. She made fun of Diablo Cody the whole hour. And people were like, Madonna, stop being mean in the comments. Uh, Sarah Bareilles released her new album of all original songs from her TV show. It's an Apple, it's an Apple TV show, Apple Plus. Have you seen it? I haven't watched it yet, but I did listen to the album. Did you listen to the album? I did listen to the album. Yeah. Um, what did you think? I liked, I mean, I like Sarah Borelli, so I... I, I love Sarah it, Borelli's. It's very in the style of, it's more like the style of like her first album, it looks, seems, which I like, so well, I, the, I liked it. The TV show is based on her life. Like, it's a TV show about how she came up in the world of pop music. Oh, is the girl supposed to be her? I didn't know that. It's at least inspired by her. I haven't, I haven't watched oh, it yet, yeah. it's but like it's called Little Voice, which is her the name of her debut album. Yes, correct. Yeah. Yes, yes. So um, I haven't watched it yet. I have to watch that on Apple Plus uh, before my Apple Plus runs out. <laughs> it runs out at the end of November. Oh, you're going to renew that. You love Apple Plus. <laughs> well, I'll renew it eventually, but they release so few things that I almost feel like I can wait six months without giving them my money and then get it again. You know what I mean? Probably. So I'll watch I have it, but... HBO Max and I love it. Oh, but it's not on Roku. Uh, we talked about that a million times. I know, uh, yeah, so uh, as far as the Little Voice album of original music from the TV show, I thought it was pretty good. I feel like it had two really good songs and the rest to me were like B-sides and fillers. It was okay. okay. I probably won't listen to it again unless I really like the TV show and fall in love with one of the songs that way. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's she used to be mine. <laughs> the, uh, I wonder if she'll sing any waitress songs on there. We have a special guest today, John Robertson. Yeah. And uh, we're going to bring him on in just a second. Uh, he's going to defend Pink's parenting skills. Before we do that, <laughs> I want to do our first ever segment. All oh, right. The Defending Your Diva Vinyl Club. Our first ever album that we have chosen was Donna Summer. I remember yesterday. Did you listen to it, Daniel? Did I did listen homework? to it, yes. Well, what did you think? <laughs> I liked it. I thought it was I, very good. Um, I it was loved very, it. very good. Yeah. It was actually super quick. I listened to it when I was at the gym and it's like a I think it's, it's only, only eight like a songs. little bit of yeah, it's a little bit over like half an hour, I think. So I remember mm-hmm. like I was like, okay, now it's time to do cardio. And then I was like, oh it's over. Okay. Uh, but it's cute. It had like a it seemed like it, it was like a concept album almost because it had like a the the opening of it was like it was almost like a carnival type of yeah song. like jazzy um, yeah vaudeville. I did like it though because there was there, one particular song I really liked I don't remember the name of it but it was like more like like nineteen forties like duop type of uh, sound which I always love um, and I thought it was great I, I I really liked it actually it was a very very cohesive strong album I ended up loving it like i put yeah. it on in the shower and it was quick it's just eight songs and then i was like wait a minute that was like awesome so i listened to it yeah. again the next day in the shower and then i listened to it a third time when i was cooking and it is a great album from beginning it's to end good. Yeah, i remember yesterday good. it's fun it's uh, upbeat it's it's, it's symphonic yeah. and jazzy and with the disco beats it's yeah. got like all of those three things together and it takes you almost like on this 
fun like journey it would be really really good to have wild wild sweaty sex to this album oh i didn't think yeah. of that but i mean hey, maybe that. i'll try not you and me but uh, i mean like. <laughs> no two tops don't make a bottom danny yeah uh, no no they don't um but um but i will the, i guess the only thing that i was missing from it was probably just because i just love donna summer's voice um and i love when she like really big belt like i love that and that was missing from the- oh yeah but that way that's fine because it's that's not really the album that it was trying to be um but yeah so that's the only thing that i maybe would have liked a little bit more of is just like because i but that's more so just because i love donna summer's voice i i just think her voice is just ugh, so good yeah it's such a cool album and it yeah. takes you from the artwork was cute too yeah, the artwork's cute. She looks like a a, a prostitute on a bed. <laughs> that was kind of her thing. I mean, yeah. I'm not. That's not an insult. I feel like that was Donna Summer's aesthetic. Like, yeah. you know. But also, wasn't that like a thing? I I I remember seeing. She works hard like, for like, the money. It's hot kind of stuff. like if you watch Pretty Woman now, where like back then, like the. I mean, I don't even really know if at at the time that's even what the prostitutes really wore. But now, if you watch that movie, you're like. This is actually like kind of fashionable. Classy. Well, not even classy, but it's just like I feel like if a girl was like walking down the street wearing this, I'd be like, Yes, girl, you look so cute. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which is kind of funny uh, how that works. Well, um, I so guy, if you're listening and you haven't listened to this yet, I highly recommend yeah. I Remember Yesterday by Donna Summer, the 1977 experimental sort of concept album that merged disco and swingy jazz and doo-wop. orchestra and doo-wop kind of together in eight quick songs and it sparked the huge hit i feel love yes Ooh, feel that's love, like the one that was the one song on the album that i knew <laughs> yeah that song i feel like when they show flashbacks and disco movies and stuff like that's the song that's always playing i feel love yeah it's I such agree, a def- yeah. era defining song uh so i highly recommend listening to i remember yesterday by donna sama yes. and would recommend. Uh, we can do it like that. Would, would recommend or would not recommend. We would well, recommend. Well, we can do... My friend suggested... An, <laughs> this... I, I, I don't want to be uns- insensitive. Uh, and I want to say on record, 100% I support Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter. And I support um, defunding the police, which I think is confusing to some people. They, they don't understand the concept. Uh, it just means taking some of the money from the hugely inflated police budgets. Um, yeah, people think that it means abolishing the police, which is a different thing. Right, which, yeah. uh, uh, am I that radical? Maybe I am. I don't know. I might support that too, but this is different. Defunding the police is different. Defunding the police I think means- defunding should go first. I don't think we should uh, <laughs> abolish them right away. <laughs> well, we certainly would need still for- a detective agency to catch right. criminals. Let's and, take uh, some money away from them first. I'm definitely We would still that. need a bomb squad. Like there, we, would, we would need a police. We would need them. Yeah. Uh, but taking some of the funding from the overinflated budgets uh, and putting it back into education and healthcare and stuff. So, absolutely. Um, but anyway, that is just the only reason I'm bringing that up, really, aside from it's a really important topic and everyone needs to register to vote, is um, that a friend suggested we use the terms defend or defund when we're talking about rating these. <laughs> Defund so do we defend album? I remember yesterday or should we defund uh I remember yesterday? 
um, I, I guess defend. <laughs> yeah, of course, defend. Yeah, yeah this was a great Cause album. I, so, cause um, I, yeah, I liked it. So, well, uh, let's bring on our special guest of the week. His name is John Robertson. I actually know him all the way back from college. Yeah, Roadrunners. John Robertson is a podcaster originally from Italy. That's really pronounced Itali. Oh. And now lives in San Antonio, Texas. He is the creator of the podcast Somewhere on the Spectrum, a conversational podcast that is available everywhere. His guests have included three-time New York Times bestseller author Shay Serrano and Texas State rep Diego Bernal. John wow. is a dedicated... Uh, Stan of R&B and boy bands. He is married to Danielle and has two daughters named Michaela and Valentina. Oh, my they are super, super cool. <laughs> uh, so please give a warm round of a podcast. Welcome to John Robertson. Hello, John. Hello. Hey, hello, yes, John. Yes, that big Italian tenor voice. We used yeah, to sing yeah, in the choir together. <laughs> he has yes. a gorgeous voice. Yeah, sing no, something else. No. They remind me of that. What's Don't that group? Not, not El Devo, but the, like the younger ones. Don't do that. Don't. El, El Volo. No. There was a younger version of El Devo. Yeah, there was like you know those like kids that they they were literally like the teenage version of El Devo. It's called Il Younger Devo. <laughs> yeah, pretty, exactly. That's so you don't like El Devo, John Robertson? No. No, he <laughs> no, said. There's no, a boy reason than, it's a boy band. No, Italy has had other attempts at boy bands. Il Divo can't be it. Like, it just can't be the one. <laughs> <laughs> Do you support Simon Cowell? I support Simon. Oh, my God. I'm a huge Westlife fan. Simon Cowell created yeah. Westlife. Oh, well, he did Il Divo, too. So, you know. He did? Oh, yeah, he did. Didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he, he he's the one yeah. who formed Il Divo. No, uh, yeah, so that. let's talk about that. You and me bonded in college because we were we the did. only two people in our entire university that were Westlife stands. Uh, Westlife, Westlife, was. <laughs> Westlife <laughs> was this worldwide sensation boy band that came after in well, singing Backstreet Boys. USA. Yeah, they were huge everywhere except the USA. They only had one hit in the USA, uh, which is a shame, shame, shame because their entire discography is yeah. good and they still release new albums. All the time. They're True. so good. Yeah, they're so good. Although fun fact, fun fact about Westlife, um, even though they've never were famous in America, if you have any big American Idol fans here, uh, Ruben Stuttered, his winner single, because you know like when they win, they get a they, they automatically with a song. His song Flying Without Wings is actually cover of Westlife. Westlife, yeah, that was a huge hit. Yeah. I, and I actually, you know, what's funny is I heard I heard Ruben Stutter's version <laughs> first, and I was no. like, oh, this is a really like like nice song. I like the version, and then I heard the Westlife version. I was like, oh, this is so much yeah. better. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Ruben's, yeah. Ruben's version sucked, not because Ruben's terrible. voice sucked. It was like the arrangement and the instrument, like yeah. they ruined it. Yeah, well, um, like I said, the first time that I heard it, because I had never heard the Westlife version, I liked it. But then when I heard the Westlife version, I was like, oh, this is great. Westlife <laughs> is, is really awesome. Great. I'm just gonna say that right now. Get into Westlife, but. Uh, Unfortunately, this diva, this diva, unfortunately, this podcast is about divas. So we have to ask, as we ask uh, all of our guests, who are your top favorite divas? Obviously Pink, because we're talking about her. So who else? Who are your top favorite divas? She's your top diva, Pink? No, Whitney Houston is my top diva. Oh, okay. I can't go wrong with that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Whitney Houston is the best. Do you support... all of the new info we have about her and her uh, lesbianism and all of those things. I say good for her. Live and fly. Do whatever you want to do. 
Yeah, well, she didn't curious. though. That's the. Whole, I mean, she lived a. Ter- I mean, she kept it all in and overdosed oh, on drugs. Okay, so I must have missed all of this. <laughs> uh, no, why, David? It wasn't because of that. Well, I mean, she was obviously fighting big demons. We don't know. Yeah. What well, she was kind she of was a, a victim of. It turns out. It seems. I mean, I guess only she really knows. But like, it seems like she kind of. A lot of people have felt like she never was really able to full, completely be herself. Oh, um, and so that caused her to have a lot of, you know, internal demons. Poor thing. That's really sad. Yeah, it's very sad. Yeah. Crack his voice, though. What voice. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. What she a has the best. The spinny soprano. How she could, how she could just oh. transition from big, busty gospel chest uh, and riffs straight up into soprano spin, like Kathleen Battle. Like if you listen to her recordings, I'm like, mm-hmm. is that Whitney Houston or is it Kathleen Battle? Like she, she could have sung at the Met. You know, she was that good. If I had three wishes from a genie, I would just say, can you just give me, let me sing like Whitney Houston for just, just a even day. Like, I just want to know what it feels setting. like to just open up your mouth and I that totally sound agree. come out. Even the falsetto, <laughs> like her pure falsetto, I just. Mm. Even today, when I hear it, I'm just like, oh, it's perfect. It's just yeah. fucking perfect. Are we allowed to curse on this podcast? Yes. Of course. Oh, it gosh. has a it has an E explicit on it. <laughs> <laughs> and then we also have to ask you, John, who is your Wait, we're not done. Demon? We're not done. I wanna, oh, you sorry. can't just say Whitney Houston and end it. Like, I need oh, to know I more. I love Whitney Houston. <laughs> um, I love, uh, I, you know, I like gospel singers, so I love Yolanda Adams. Oh, <gasps> um, whoa. Yolanda Adams. I haven't heard that name in so long. What she is has she a really to? good version of I Believe I Can Fly. She does. Yes, oh, she we does. should listen to her version yeah. since we've canceled uh, our Yeah, Kelly. if you want to listen to I Believe I Can Fly, <laughs> yeah, just listen to absolutely. Yolanda Adams. Her version is so good. Um, <laughs> but he would still get money off of it. <laughs> oh, I guess because he wrote it, right? Yeah. Um, I would uh, add uh, I love Kelly Clarkson. I yes! Love list. Uh, Kelly Clarkson stand forever. Been a big, big hit in my house, and my kids speak Hebrew, so the Hebrew version is pretty cool to hear my kids sing it. Oh, what that is "Dare You to Love" by uh, Kelly Clarkson. Oh. New, she released, a, yeah, it's a single she released in a bunch of languages. How many oh, languages? yeah, I saw that. She released yeah, in, yeah, yeah, she released it in like ten different languages or something, didn't she? Yeah. yeah. And so, not only did she do that, she actually took the time to like be able to sing in those languages. And so I could only like listen to the Spanish version and she did a Castilian Spanish version. Oh, and, wow. like she did like the Barcelona thing and was yeah. unbelievable <laughs> at it. But my kids speak Hebrew and wow. Um my kids were like, Oh yeah, her Hebrew's great. I was like, What? Oh that's good. She must so she, so she obviously, yeah, she did it phonetically then. Did yeah. she do it in Italian? She did not. Oh, that's, that's weird. That's like one of She's the recorded languages. other stuff in Italian, though, right? She, I think she did French. She, she has recorded yeah. Italian. Her Italian's pretty good. She did French, um, uh, Arabic, Hebrew, wow. German, and... Uh, like, I don't know, let's go with English. I don't remember the other ones. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's really cool though, because it actually kind of it, it kind of annoys me when an artist does a song in another language and they make like no effort to do the pron- the correct pronunciation. So there's, um, there's a video online that she did with all of the other artists that recorded with her, where they do all of the languages like in one version. Mm-hmm. So she's jumping in and out of like English. 
Hebrew, then back to Arabic, then in it's unbelievable to watch. Oh, that's I so have good. seen that. Yeah, I remember when I was uh, when I was in high school. Avril Lavigne, that song, "Hey, hey, you, you, I don't like your girlfriend." Yes. Well, she released a version of that and like kind of did what Kelly Clarkson did, but she made no effort yeah. to like to, to pronounce it right. So I remember like the um, the Spanish version, which because I was living in Puerto Rico at the time, so sometimes it would play on the radio. And it would be like, oh, de tu novia, necesitas una nueva. And I was like, oh. because it's just, I don't know, maybe I'm a perfectionist in some aspects. No, but I'm like, you're if you're right. not going to do mean, it well, you know, like, then like, just don't do it. Boys to Men released an album in Spanish. Their third album was they did in Spanish as well. Mm-hmm. And then they would release like, and like various songs. So it was like, instead of at the end of, in the end of the road or end of the road, it was like, al final del camino me vas a encontrar. And it's like, <laughs> oh, cool. okay. Like, I love Boys to Men, but this is not that. Like, that's right, right. No, this ah, is ah, like, ah. she legitimately put in work and it's very impressive. So I really like her. And uh, how can you awesome. not like Kelly Clarkson though? Because I feel like we were at the age. Uh, I was yeah, I don't know if I've met someone who like hates Kelly 19? Clarkson. I don't, no. I don't think I've ever met Everyone anyone who hates Kelly Clarkson. She's America's sweetheart. She's not just America's idol. She's America's sweetheart, Kelly Clarkson. Yeah. There's yeah. a reason why she won her, an Emmy, her first season of her talk show. She won the Emmy for Best Talk Show. Her host. talk show was She's so a, good. Her talk, her show, talk show was amazing. so good. Well, she also just has that, I mean, she just has that like immense like ability factor. Like you want to go out and get drinks with Kelly Clarkson. Yes. I would oh, love to be friends with so Kelly fun. Clarkson. Oh, <laughs> like, God, yeah. You know what I mean? Everyone like, would be friends with Kelly Clarkson. She just has that about her, I think. Yeah. And we were like 19, I was 19 when the first American Idol came out. Yeah. And she was like, she was this dream, like this thing. I don't know. <laughs> and she's so good and fun. And she's from Texas, actually. She, uh, <laughs> we were in the state together me and kelly i have a book is that right and her yeah i have a i mean i don't know her i didn't i didn't meet her during that but i I actually just found the book of the all-state champions and uh her name is because she's clarkson i'm davila her name's just a couple ahead of mine and i was like ah (laughs) there we are in the same damn uh state book (laughs) you might have like seen seen her walking but you didn't know it was her i know I have no idea. Um, there were auditions for a song. She might have auditioned. She didn't get if she. I auditioned for the solo. Uh, she might have. I might have heard her sing during the audition because we all listen to each other sing. But I have no clue. I, there's no way to know. Um, who knows? But her discography um, has is like really interesting. Too. Yeah. What's your favorite Kelly album, John? She has Thankful, the first one that came out after American Idol. Then she has Breakaway, which had all the big big hits since you've been Breakaway gone. Breakaway is like oh, one yeah, of the best Breakaway, albums. Okay. Of yeah. That's the, well, that's of like her best. Zeros. That's her best selling album, I think. That's like her. Well, and it's one of the best albums of that album. entire era. I would agree. Yeah. So um, then, that's probably that's probably what people would say that that's their favorite album. You know, you, favorite era. My yeah. current favorite song is the one she did about her, I guess, soon to be ex husband. Oh, piece by dad. piece, piece by piece. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I cried cool. so hard when yeah. I was singing on American Idol. When she did it on American Idol, I that whole album was like Can was sort of cry. Yeah, that album was sort of floppy, and then she and out of nowhere. She yeah. performs it on Idol. And then it went viral. 
and then yeah, it went viral, and suddenly she had a big hit on her hands. And there's three different versions. Um, you can get the idol version, you can get the album version, which the album version is not as good. But the no, idol, you I... can get the album version, the idol version, and then there's a pop edit. I mean, there's a radio edit, which is somewhere in between the album version and the idol version. Um, oh. Yeah, which is great. Um, the radio. I edit. saw her perform it on Idol, and then the like right after I saw her perform it, I went to buy the album version. I didn't even know that they were different. I just assumed, and then oh, I bought no. it. And then as soon as I heard the album version, I was like, I don't. This is not what I wanted. I wanted like the piano version. And then she released the piano version, so it was great. <laughs> I'm gonna say right here. First of all, I have to say, how much do we love? Her covers. She's just one of the best singers in the world that she yes. can take almost any song and yeah, make it better. Anything. She can sing anything. And there's very few times when you're like, no one else can touch that song. But then Kelly Clarkson does it. And you're like, okay, Kelly Clarkson can touch that song. Like someone like you, it's almost hard to say like, do you like Kelly's version better or Adele's version better? Like who can do that? She, Who can sing those songs like that? That's a random gift as an interpreter of song that Kelly Clarkson has. Um, you know what? I'm, but I'm announcing it right here, Danny. You and I are going to make a list of the best Kelly Clarkson covers, and we're going to do a <laughs> countdown episode where we count down. <laughs> uh, I was going to say my favorite Kelly Clarkson cover. I still like the original version better, just because it's like one of my favorite pop songs. But she did a really beautiful cover of Britney Spears. Every time I try to fly, I fall. Oh, I don't even think I've heard that. Just too many now at this point. She does yeah. it on her show, karaoke, yeah. almost every day. Yeah. She's a different one. You know, she has really good like. The, yeah, I mean, there's so, there's been quite a few that she... Oh, you know what else she has? She has a really good version of... It's a country song, so maybe, maybe a lot of our listeners won't know it, but um, I Know You Won't by Carrie Underwood is amazing. Oh, don't I even get me started on Carrie Underwood. I love Carrie Underwood. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I do not. I do not <laughs> like Carrie Underwood. What? But I don't do country music. Sorry, man. I, well, well, that's oh, a, okay, I mean, okay. that would be that's a reason. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. If you don't like country what was music... Your, what was your song? It. All I Ask of You with Josh Groban. Love it. Oh, uh, love it. Really is like good. that was the yeah. first time where I was like, okay, I knew that she studied voice. Like I know that she's more than a pop singer, but I heard her sing All I Ask of You, and I was like, What? Like, yeah, she could do this too. Like she adapted her voice in that song too. It wasn't did. just like a pop singer oh. trying to sing musical theater. She really sounded like a like a legitimate like like musical Broadway theater performer. Musical yeah, theater. it was Absolutely. very, very good. And you have to you have to you have to be able to really sing to, to sing a song with Josh Groban. I mean, he's a really fantastic singer and she oh, he's really one of the best too. He's one kept, of the best she, too. She kept up with him. Yeah. Are you, oh, there's, yeah, some, there's some, uh, I've met, I've met him two or three times too, like randomly just on the street in New York city. And he's always been like the nicest guy. I just uh, I met him once ways. and he was nice. Yeah. <laughs> Josh Groban though. Some people hate him and some people like some people, oh. I feel like oh, there like was his music. Uh, like some people thought his voice wasn't good and stuff. And I'm like, are you kidding me? His voice is amazing. And yes, his voice is, uh, I think because there was a little bit of jealousy and maybe because John and I, like we studied voice in in university. uh, So there was a lot of people who like turned their noses up at like pop opera singers kind of. And they thought, Uh, oh, he's not the real thing. Like, whatever. But honestly, he is the real thing. Uh, (laughs) Like, he did. He starred on Broadway, Natasha Pierre in the 18th comment. I saw that with you, David. We saw that together. Yeah. I I saw it like seven times. So (laughs) Um, (laughs) one of the times was with me. (laughs) He fucking sing that. That is a hard, that is a hard score to get through. He sang that aria at the end of act one, aria. And mm-hmm. he sang that 
eight times a week. Like that is a big aria. And he actually also, and he went sang to Carnegie yeah. Mellon. He studied yeah. musical theater That's Carnegie Mellon with Josh Gad and um BJ, uh what's his name? The dude who was um a lot uh, of people. Everyone went to Carnegie really Mellon. Daniel, yeah. Daniel stands uh, 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 Catherine McPhee. She went to school Ooh. with uh, Josh oh, yeah, Groban. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. I love her. She went to school uh, with uh, Josh Groban. Oh, she did. Yeah, she just talked about that recently. I forgot about that. Yeah, but yeah like she they did. were all. Um, to, I mean, Boko is is kind of. Uh, uh, I mean, Carnegie Mellon. Carnegie Mellon. Yeah. And Boko. I mean, Catherine McPhee was only there, I believe, for like. I think she was there for like a semester and a half, and then well, she the same for, for American Josh Idol. But she's so much still went. I mean, yeah. Maybe she should have stayed. Oh, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Oh, there's gonna I be a fight. Her. I'm gonna watch a fight kidding. right now. I, just, I heard her. I listened to her version or her rendition of uh, "She Used to Be Mine" last night. It was very good. Oh, okay. It was really good. Yeah. Really, really good. Her voice is amazing. Honestly. She, I always, I've actually always felt like she should have, because in my opinion, she never sounds better than when she's singing musical theater. I mean, she's kind of insinuated, well, I maybe she's changed her mind a little bit, but like in the beginning of her career, she kind of insinuated that like she didn't want to do musical theater. Um, but and now she I did. Not, I mean, now she has, obviously. Well, right. And and when she did waitress, she got, I mean, I mean, obviously everyone has their own opinions as to how she did, but the general consensus was that she did very good. Oh, everyone um, loves her. I didn't in, meet in anyone that didn't like her. Oh, well, People I, I know like Catherine McPhee haters, uh, but... Um, oh, well, she has a lot of haters in general from the beginning. Yeah, <laughs> right, that's true. Uh, I think she's great, though, whatever. She carries that with her. Uh, and also Smash, people thought she was terrible in Smash. It's weird... I don't understand the smash hate. To, I, don't know uh, I mean, I understand the smash hate for the series, but I don't understand why people hated her on that show because she's so good on it. And I've watched Smash now like three times all the way through, and I still don't get it. I'm like, are you kidding me? She sounds incredible. She, to me, does an amazing job playing Marilyn Monroe on the show. I don't understand why people hate, hated her. I think they hate what she represented, that she was this girl who didn't have all the experience and was like on the first episode, almost sleeps with the director. Um, and I think people hated that and put it all on Catherine McPhee, but like girl, Catherine McPhee was, she can, she's fucking amazing. Yeah. I've watched smash. Like I, I think the same, like three times through and it's the same situation for me. I've seen it. And I'm like, I do not understand how people say that she like is not talented. People really think that she's just like the most mediocre singer. And I'm like, really? She's like, really I don't, not I don't get mediocre. It, but, now, I'm yeah. not a Catherine McPhee stan like you. I'm honestly not. But I don't understand the hate because I'm watching her and I'm like, she yeah. literally... Well, she hasn't really come out with that much stuff to even stand her that hard, but <laughs> to be honest. Well, Smash. But, honestly, Smash is enough to stand smash, anyone on and Smash. And that waitress, yeah. <laughs> and then if you follow her pop career... But she then, yeah. should be doing what... She should be going the end she's married to um David David Foster. Foster. yeah so yeah. she much she i can't believe she hasn't already done this she should be going the barbara streisand route and releasing I a new said, album everyone has always every, said that about Catherine she should McPhee. be doing a new yeah. album every single year an album of duets an album of sondheim an album of andrew Lloyd Webber, an album yep. like literally I, she's she lives with david foster david foster is responsible for so many of those great yeah. albums david what foster the, actually said about Catherine mcphee before he was married to her that he felt like she should have had like he kind of uh, felt like she should have been like the sort of female Michael Bublé type, where she sure. was singing like more like American standards and like not. She's well, not he a, tried I, to make I, a and female Michael Bublé. This is coming from, a, fan, is coming from like a hardcore stand. Like she's not a she's not a pop star, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, she should honestly. She needs. Here's where here's where I am right now. It's not too late. She's <laughs> like what is she like thirty seven, thirty eight. 
How old is she? Yeah, I think 40? so. She's like in her late 30s, yeah. She's like 38, 39. Uh, that's honestly about the age that Bernadette Peters went back to Broadway after having a career on TV and film. That's about the age that she went back and did Sunday in the Park with George, which started this whole other chapter in Bernadette Peters' life. It is not too late for Kevin McPhee to go back to Broadway and embrace it 100% full throttle and, and do a bunch her. of new, you know, meet the new composers, stand a new composer, get their work produced because of who you are and your connections. Like, get a role for yourself starring you, get a Tony, get two Tonys, get three Tonys, sell out Broadway for a few years, then go back and do a, a yeah. movie and everything. And now she can and then. do it because she's like a recognizable name enough, at least, to where they'll cast her in stuff. Yeah, of know? course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, at the very least, if she, literally, like, even if she doesn't become a huge Broadway star, I just want a damn Broadway album. Well, That's she is a Broadway star. Catches. She she is a kind well, of a right, huge right. Broadway but star. I'm just saying, if she doesn't, if she ends up not doing a lot of Broadway, I just want a Catherine McPhee Broadway album. That's all I'm asking for. Is if, if literally, if she gives me that with well, the Barbara, songs that I want, Barbara Streisand gave us like, three Broadway albums, so I think she can give us a little more than that. Uh, yeah. John, so what were you saying? What was your favorite Kelly Clarkson cover? That <laughs> yeah, we need to, totally we need to uh, That's all okay. Who the, hell, who the fuck cares? It's a podcast. <laughs> all I ask of you. Uh, oh, right, right, right. But what about... She did, um, she did Quiet Uptown from Hamilton. Right. Oh, yeah. Which yep. was which I loved. I thought it was beautiful. Which I got to say, sorry, Lynn. Um, I, when I saw that show off Broadway, I thought that he should cut that song and write something new. <laughs> <laughs> until I heard uh, Kelly Clarkson's version, and I was like, oh, that's what the song's supposed to sound like. There's a bootleg of her in high school doing a high school production of Brigadoon. Yeah, and she's <laughs> on YouTube, to if anybody mm-hmm. wants to see it. Yeah, she's and great. She sounds oh, great. There's also, this is totally not having anything to do with Kelly Clarkson, except there's another girl from Dallas, Texas, also around the same time, doing a uh, high school production. Jessica Simpson, if you haven't watched this, watch oh, Jessica I've Simpson in a chorus, chorus line. line. <laughs> <laughs> Mind blown. She could be a really? she could have been a Broadway star too. Yeah. Dude. I saw her well, a- live. I met her. Um when I was in high school, my senior year, I was in uh Cinderella. No, was I in- yeah, I was in Cinderella and I played Prince Charming. Thank you very much. And, uh, <laughs> and uh so I was in Europe on a military base and the USO show came through. And they needed people to bring some stars, I guess, around town. And so, because I was in the theater program and I was on the marquee and all that, on the posters. And um, so I took Jessica Simpson and her sister, Ashley, (gasps) their dad. (laughs) Was this before Ashley was famous? And the dad. She was like... Bro, I don't know how old you think I am. I'm not that old. Um, no, that's I'm why just I'm kidding. Just this is like right point after, Ashley's career. Right after the first album, I think. This okay, was, so she was famous. before so she was Ashley famous. was famous. She was famous. Yes, before Ashley was famous. I took her and then... Uh, oh, Jessica's first album. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, Rob Schneider and his brother, John. Oh, oh what about oh, his, his daughter, El King? Yeah, yeah. And then also Peter McNichols from Ally McBeal, the like quirky redheaded dude. <laughs> uh, I took them all around. Yeah, town. It was he's weird, on. Uh, he's on Grey's Anatomy now. He is. Um, but uh, she, uh, Jessica Simpson, didn't talk the whole time because she was on vocal rest. <gasps> oh so, no! Okay, wait. This is juicy. So this weird. is the kind of shit that we live for on this podcast. It was Tell so us weird. more she about did this. Not talk. What was she time. wearing? 
<laughs> like, I don't, I don't know. There are pictures somewhere in my house. Yeah. Jessica, oh, I will really? say she's she's one that she's kind of another similar to Catherine McPhee, where I, I don't get how people think she can't sing. Oh no, I, I do. I, now I will say I do for. think I do think that she oversings quite a bit. Dance. Um, yeah, but she like I don't know. I hear her sing, and I'm like, I think she sounds great. Like she would kind of so yell a lot. I got yeah. to sit like yeah. Front row, well, saying she oversings a lot. Uh, like whatever front row is at a military base, and <laughs> she was great. Like I distinctly remember thinking, like, wow, she's a lot better in person than I thought she would be. A lot better. <laughs> um, but. Uh, but she, she needed an album in like rest. ten years. She hasn't come out with an album in like ten years or something. But she's a billionaire. She's actually of all of the well, her company has has a billion dollars. Like. Her of all of the little late nineties, early two thousands blonde uh, pop princesses, she's she the richest the for sure. She did the she did the Rihanna. Rihanna took after Jessica Simpson actually, where <laughs> they just became business women and then like made so much more money. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, because she, you can go to like any kind of like Dillard's and get like crappy Jessica Simpson shoes like <laughs> all the time. Dillard's, and people buy Dillard's that stuff sell up, crap man. though. Dillard's is 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 nice. I like the stuff at Dillard's. Well, she, I think her brand. I I remember looking at it once, and I like. I feel like she has a range. Like she has like the crappy like twenty dollar version of her stuff, but then yeah. you can also get like expensive like two hundred dollar Jessica Simpson shoes too. If you want. Ooh, um, yeah, that's the way to go. You gotta have both. You gotta have high end yeah. and low end. Did yeah, you know that, Tony, that alcohol there was a Tony companies they that the generic alcohol companies uh, like the bottles that are generic. A lot of them are owned by the more yeah. expensive alcohol companies, and they just put a different label on it and sell it for less. Oh, well, that's like when I worked at Equinox, you know, Equinox, their same merchandise goes out to Blink, which is like only 30, $20, like a month. But, is that right? <laughs> yeah. It's, the same, it's like literally the same, the same um, equipment. We're all being the exact same equipment. Um, yeah. That's why. I, <laughs> I mean, I will say Equinox is their bathrooms are so much better. Well, but. it's about <laughs> classism, isn't it? It's about wanting to be yeah, around for sure. uh, people. Yeah, like, I think so. You want to feel like part of a community, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, whatever that means. So, did Ashley Simpson talk? She did. <laughs> what she didn't was she anything to say, really? But um, <laughs> oh, yikes! That kind of uh, still. Is, the, they were, you know what though? They were all very, very nice. And a friend of mine, who's now like a Republican strategist or former friend of mine, friend of mine at the time. <laughs> um, I do not fucks with him now, but. Uh, is like he was Marco Rubio's uh, faith outreach coordinator when Marco Rubio ran for president. Oh, um, wow. Oh was my like, God. We were in high school together at the time, and he was like trying to get, he was like, hey, this guy sings. Like trying to get, and I was like, shut the fuck, shut up. Like, she, <laughs> this woman does not care if this little kid in Italy can sing a little bit. Like, leave it alone. And uh, <laughs> she was, she was fine. I mean, she didn't talk, but. She was very attractive in person. Very, very attractive in person. That's She's the, la- the last thing I will she say about be, Jessica. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say that Jessica Simpson is the the level of attractive where it would be hard to even look at them. I was <laughs> yeah yeah, and I grew up in you know what I mean? where like people are just beautiful. Like this, she's. I was stunned by her beauty. Legitimately stunned. Like oh wow. That's what movie star like good looks look like. Yeah, she was and actually a lot. You're right. She a lot of movie stars, a lot of famous people are that attractive. A lot of times in New York, if I would see someone famous, I don't notice 
that the person is famous. That's not the first thing that I notice. Right. I first turn my head because I'm like, holy shit, that person is fucking hot. And yeah. you turn and you're like, oh, fuck, that's like Christy Brinkley or something. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And then you have that moment that you just said where you realize, oh, that's you have to be that hot to be famous. Yeah. The last thing I, I will no say shot. about Jessica Simpson is that funny. the other um, the other day I saw, I watched her music video for um, I Think I'm In Love With You. I love that. I think I'm in love. Yeah. It's, it's probably my favorite Jessica Simpson song, but I was watching the video and I literally was like, which of course you don't realize at the time because time passes and stuff, but I was like, this video is like literally the quintessential 90s pop video. Like it's like oh. with her in the harbor with all the boys and like the overalls and she's dancing and like <laughs> there's a lot Crombie. of videos like that yeah yeah like but literally I'm <laughs> like Knight. if anybody if anybody young is listening to this and you want to know like yeah. what '90s fashion was at that time literally watch Jessica Simpson's video for I think I'm in love with you and it is literally that it literally the entire fucking video looks I like an Amber Crombie ad <laughs> I don't even want to call it. Uh, 90s because the fashion sort of lasted from like 98 to like 2002 ish like that. Um, I call I yeah. I saw someone had a playlist and they called it Y2K pop, and, like bubblegum pop. I feel like yeah. that's a good yeah, yeah. that's a good because before 98 the 90s were very different. The 90s before 98 yeah, was true. like grunge and alternative and hip hop and uh, it, like the, the the fashion that you see on the movie Clueless. Like things were a lot of plaid things were very different and then 98 the bubblegum pop uh max martin took over like yeah. took over <laughs> and so this it's like a completely the fashion that you're describing from jessica simpson yeah. well, to I me said, is yeah, that y2k, at that time, Y2K at that time. fashion yeah. yeah 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 that's very what it became and now but now people like love that shit they like wear yeah, that yeah, my kids it's, like, are so like, fashionable. yeah it's weird you never realize how like iconic something is going to be when you're in it, but yeah. Um, I'm rewatching because because um, my dad is rewatch is watching for the first time. He discovered Veronica Mars. He discovered the Veronica oh. Mars movie on accident, and was he was like confused, and he was like, "Hey, David, uh, is this?" Is, what, it, did I miss something? Is this a sequel? And I was like, oh my gosh, stop watching that immediately. You're going to find out, you know, all the secrets you're not supposed to know yet. Uh, Veronica Mars, you got to start with season one. If For those listening, if you've never watched Veronica Mars, it's all on Hulu. I've it is it. the most amazing mystery detective story. She's this high oh. school detective. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a good show, yeah. It's freaking amazing. Her and everyone Bell, in the cast, yeah, Kristen Bell, everyone in the cast is like famous. It's oh yeah, like, and they weren't, no, nobody was at the time, but no they all became, the Amanda, it's so Amanda Seyfried funny. plays her best Amanda friend. Amanda Seyfried is her best friend yeah. who's murdered, and so she's trying to discover, yeah. oh. she's trying to find out who murdered her best friend, Amanda Seyfried. Yeah, um, that's like the whole like, plot of season all one. All of yeah. like, it's all these Academy Award winners pop up out of nowhere, and you're like, holy <laughs> and uh, wow. um, yeah, the, the entire series, every episode, I'm like, oh my god, that's so and so. Oh my god, that's so and so. But the fashion is so iconic that I never even thought of what the zeros sort of fashion looked like. I never even considered it until I'm rewatching Veronica Mars, and I'm like, oh my god, that looks insane. What were they wearing? I wore that too. This is insane. <laughs> So John, do you? Because uh, this is changing the subject a little bit. Because, um, but you, I know you're from Italy, and you mm. seem to like pop music. So, do you mm. listen at all to like Italian pop music? Uh, I used to. 
I don't okay. I don't keep up with it. Probably like more of a nostalgic thing, right? It's like me when for I listen sure. to Spanish music. Oh, I'm like, sure. this is my childhood. You know is, I, mean, I listen to Spanish pop music more than I listen to Italian. Oh, really? <laughs> That's because funny. when I was like 25, this was like 10 years ago, uh-huh. I wanted to get, uh, I wanted to speak better Spanish. And so I started listening to Luis Fonzi. Oh yeah, Puerto Rican. (laughs) He's such an incredible singer. Also went to high school with Joey Fatone from NSYNC. (laughs) We were in a singing group in high school together. Oh Um, my gosh, that is so funny. And uh, so I started listening to Luis Fonzi, and um, and it turns out that a lot of Italian pop stars do Spanish albums too. Yeah, I mean, one of the biggest Spanish singers, like, ever that I actually didn't even know wasn't Latino until maybe I was, like, 20 is Laura Pausini. Yeah, Laura Pausini is... I I had no idea that she was Italian until, like, my mind was blown. There's another Italian singer named Eros Ramazzotti who did a lot of crossover stuff. He's good. Also, Tiziano Ferro, he's another one that he's he's quite famous. Yeah. So, yeah, I did. I did listen to... I used to go to these like festivals and, and watch a bunch of Italian pop stars. Yeah. I saw Eiffel 65, the group that did like, um, oh yeah. So they're from like an hour and a half away from where I'm from. Oh, I didn't know they were Italian. Yeah, yeah. I, and uh, so I saw them do that song yeah. before it. Like, also, a lot of Spanish loaded. pop songs that are quite famous were originally Italian <laughs> songs. Uh, like, there's actually quite a lot of Spanish music that originally was Italian and then they just like, because it's so easy to translate because the. Yeah, yeah. Language is so similar. Um, my friend didn't know for the longest time that song by uh, is it Lord Brannigan? Yes. Calling Gloria, Gloria. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no idea that that was originally an Italian pop song. Absolutely. Wow, <laughs> I, I did. Yeah, no way. Yeah, yeah, that was originally an Italian pop song, and then they made it into English, and then was Lord it Brannigan did it. <laughs> I will say it does seem like Italy has its own kind of. Also, Japan does this where they have their own culture their own tv their own tv shows their own movies they sort of have shunned a lot of outside world influences which i think is kind of cool like the voice now and they have like a they have like a master chef now master chef italy which is almost unwatchable because nothing's (laughs) original you can't do anything original in italian cooking so like yeah don't ever change it so like then you're just judging some yeah, because you know, then it's like it's not real Italian. Like, right. That you're judging some amateur chef on like whether or not her carbonara is like truly Roman carbonara or mm, not. Yeah. And not like is it Korean? Not on how delicious it is. Yeah. I gotta yeah, say, yeah. I can't even watch American Master Chef though. I love that. Because I, I, I it's just like did you really? I did. Oh wow, I would love to see that. Um, I got a callback for that show, but oh that's awesome. Um <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I don't enjoy watching them be mean to home cook chefs, untrained chefs. I feel like it's they're, different. They're not, well, they're not really that mean to them. I love, um, well, they Hulu. are in season one, which is what I started watching it oh, on, on Hulu. That's probably uh, true. Uh, I love Top Chef. That's like one of my oh, favorite yeah, shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Top Chef that. is like, oh, it's one of the yes. best shows love it, love it, on TV. It. Oh, I love Italian. I remember one time I had this Italian friend in high school and one time he we started to get very close and he was like, oh, do you want to come over to my 
like house and my family will make you like Italian dinner. And I was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> um, but like, it was so funny because, so his family, I don't remember where his family's from, but I remember, I just remember that they're from a part of Italy where it's mostly seafood. It's not like yeah, pasta yeah, 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 and yeah, stuff. Yeah. So like literally they were, which is, I mean, I love seafood, so it was fine. But like, I remember I was like, why are they giving me so much fish? I don't understand. Well, they're literally <laughs> like, surrounded by water. The, so <laughs> I was like, where's the spaghetti and like stuff like that. Um, um, and then guys, they, we're going to run out of time. Uh, we're going to run out of time. We need to talk about the reason why you came here today, John. Is it to talk about spaghetti? <laughs> I mean, we can always talk Wait, about one spaghetti. Last thing, one last thing, John. Is it true? I remember hearing this once. It's I don't true. know if this is true. Where they said in Italy, in, in Italy, in Italian cuisine, there's really, they don't really do like spaghetti and meatballs. No, that's like not no we do polpette on their own. Meatballs, polpette. We would eat those as a main dish. Never with spaghetti. We also don't put chicken in spaghetti. We would never do that. Um, they also don't yeah. have Alfredo sauce. We make green, or marinara we sauce. Make I don't sauce. think. No marinara for sure. Marinara like it's like standard. Oh really? But okay. Alfredo. I don't know who the fuck that dude is. Like <laughs> it's just the cream. It's just a sauce, like a white. You know, creamy sauce. Well, yeah, yeah Alfredo. I mean, I Alfredo actually learned like to make road, like <laughs> learned to make Alfredo sauce from scratch. It's just cream with butter and it's just cream and butter. Um, salt but butter. also, oh, I love cacio e pepe in Italy, but I cannot eat it in the United States at all. No. Um, okay, so you came here to defend Pink. She's yes. one of your ultimate divas. You can tell us. You can yes. gush on and on and on about her now. Uh, you have permission. She has been criticized recently. Well, first of all, she's been a very big public ad- advocate recently during COVID, during the outbreak, and also for parenting. But she's been criticized a lot online for her parenting skills. People come for her and say she shouldn't be letting her kids do this. She shouldn't be letting her kids do that. Uh, that her husband is is uh, going to get her kids killed, etc. And she claps back at those people on Instagram and Twitter, etc. So um, what... What do you have to say about Pink and her parenting skills <laughs> that you came here to defend? This is what I have to say. These motherfuckers online need to leave her alone. She's just a woman trying to raise a family. And well, what does she hold on? I don't know. What is she, what she, are they criticizing her for? Of, what is she so doing? I'll give you an example. For example, okay. there's a, her husband, Carrie Hart, is a motocross guy. So he rides motorcycles a lot. Right. So there's a photo and a video of her... Uh, daughter, oldest daughter, or only daughter, I guess, um, riding on the motorcycle with her dad. And people were like, oh, you're going to get her killed. Like, kind of like what David said. Like, you're going to get her killed, all this shit. But, you know, the problem is for Pink is that she's so open and genuine and wants to share who she is and share her life with people. And so then that's going to attract a lot of people who are like, I know that you're a mom too but i'm a mom this is how i raise my kids so you need to do the same thing and so like she posted a picture um they were on vacation somewhere and a pelican like flew into their room and hung out for like a couple of hours and (laughs) she posted a picture and like she like scratched like covered everything up but both of her kids were naked but like one was like a year old and the other one was like six, but like she covered everything up. So like, it's not like you could see this little boy's dingus. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like it was all it's just like non-existent up. at that point. Yeah, exactly. Um, and 
people were just like, I can't believe you posted this. And she's like, wait, he's a baby. Like, and yeah. they were like, well, why doesn't he have a diaper on? And, you know, people just come for her no matter what, right? So she's just, she's very open about like her, like what she's been through in life and her interest in sharing that with her children and being, you know, upfront with her kids about the things she's been through and so that it'll sort of help with, with their own maturity and their own education. But these damn, you know, let's be honest, Karen's online start coming for her <laughs> constantly uh, because they don't like, uh, you know, they think, Oh, I'm, my life is insignificant Absolutely. and pinks is not, but look, she's doing this one thing I think is wrong. So it, I can't fight the urge to tell her that she's wrong because that makes me feel better because mm -hmm. I'm below average and she's not. Well, isn't the argument also with posting pictures of children? I mean, I don't agree with this, but I, I isn't um, the argument where if you post a, a picture with your child, like let's say your three-year-old and they don't have a diaper on, like, and all like actually that's fine but the problem is is that then how like i don't know like pedophiles will look at it and then uh, yeah i mean i would never pick like, I, like i've i mean i've shared like every moment of my children's lives i would never have posted a picture of them showing their genitalia and neither did she right right yeah absolutely yeah, yeah but you're but right that's, yeah. but that's the argument is, the, is what i'm trying to say no, no, like that's what people say argument. people will do that yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a good argument. i would i'm a little scared to even post pictures of like my nephews and nieces to instagram which is public because yeah i'm scared that i mean you hear these tales of kids that go missing in the dark web and i don't know if you watched that um documentary on netflix about the little girl who went missing off the coast of portugal nope and oh madeline mccain yeah, yeah yeah the madeline mccain docuseries is well john you probably shouldn't watch it because it's scary especially if you're a parent that sounds terrible yeah yeah don't yeah. watch it but it's but very it's scary a couple they were on yeah they were on vacation in portugal and then their daughter yeah and got it's about how and, you know yeah. everyone thought they did it and uh, the first few episodes you oh, think no. they did it and then you get more and more and more info and it really starts to look like it was even much scarier than that and that yeah. the child she still might... hasn't been unfound by the way this is like 15 years ago and they still haven't found her well oh, yeah well she probably she did knock on wood yeah, yeah won't be but um the it goes on to be become scarier because you find out that probably what happened um based on private investigators that they hired who really scoured the dark web and everything is that it's very likely that she was sold on the dark web because uh, the week of that she went missing, there was an order for a little girl, like like a classified order for a little girl that looked just like her on the dark web. Oh God! And um, it sounds like it was this you know, like whole thing. I mean, it's just really scary. So so I I can understand that parents are telling her that but then there's also like i don't know like the whole have time mind worry. your business anytime you comment on anyone else's things you know what i mean it like, just becomes i have family members who don't like the fact that i let my kids go ride the bike in my cul-de-sac by themselves they think i should be really oh that's yeah, so yeah. wrong like i like that's I'm not what saying, kids do yeah i'm my kids need to live their lives like so not not that, that has anything to do with instagram um but 
I like sharing my life. I like sharing the ups and downs of it. Um, my Instagram has a lot of like, yay, cool things. But then there's also like, yeah, I've been through, been through some shit. And I think it's a real sort of place to, to share that. And when it comes to my kids, like, did they ask permission to be on Instagram when they were babies? No, they didn't. But um, I don't have time to worry about whether or not somebody's coming for them on the dark web. I'm trying to help them get through math right now. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm trying to help them like figure well, out like who they are as humans and be strong, powerful wow. women. And I can't, spend my life worrying about whether my kid is going to have a heart attack or whether my like i'm yeah, just going right. to do the very best that i can do and well it's also like a thing like it's like how far do you want to take it like right. you know if you i don't know like if you go to a, like a public swimming pool with your daughters like could a, like a pedophile be looking at them and you know yeah i suppose but I like guess. what does that mean then that they can't go out like you know what i mean it's yeah. just like like my mom growing up gave me so much freedom the rule in my house pretty much was as long as you get good grades you can pretty much do whatever you want. I mean, with the reason, yeah. of course. Um, that was pretty much the rule in my house. I would go out like all the time. And like, and I know people will say, but but it was the same with my sister because I know people sometimes say it's different with girls. But um, but it was a thing where, I mean, yeah, I mean, could I have maybe like in one of my walks out at one o'clock in the morning, could I have gotten kidnapped or something? Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, but but the, like the other side of like, that is you got to go out on cool night walks. Well, right. And it's like a thing where it's like <laughs> you live. No, life. but it's true, yeah. but it's also like a thing where my like my mom, she would always say too, she's like, I can't like because sometimes people would tell her, like, oh, you kind of let your like, oh yeah, you're too loose with them. You let them go out and you mm. let them hang out late at night. And she's like, Well, like, I'm not gonna worry about like what possible there's literally a million things that could happen yeah. to someone. When you go out, you could fall. Like I could have fallen down and cracked my head and died. <laughs> like, you know 100%. what I mean? It's it's just a thing where you have to just say, like, you know what? Listen, I don't know. I I, I trust that things will work out fine. When I was in like when I was fourteen, I was able to go to like clubs in Italy because you could be like basically any age. So like fourteen, we we'd come back from. Uh, like homecoming dance and go to a damn discotheque until four in the morning. My parents would pick me up. Like, uh, what am I going to do? Like, look at my kids. And be like my, my parents did this with me, but you can't go ride your bike outside by yourself. Like, like that movie, call me by your name. When I watched, <laughs> yes. uh, when I watched like all the things that the, that the teenagers did in that movie, I was like, God, in Italy, these teenagers are just so cool. They Dude, can they just go like, out and after, drink and yeah, do whatever. Yeah, that's true. They can go out and drink and stuff. <laughs> but that, yeah. yeah and it's, inter you know, I one of my best friends grew up in Amsterdam and I remember he there, I believe the legal drinking age there, I think is 16. Oh, Italy doesn't um, have one. So, oh, yeah, but, but it's funny because like <laughs> Americans look at that and they think, like, oh my god, there must be like all these kid drunks just walking right. around. And he's like, no, that doesn't I feel like it's really the opposite of that. It's like, yeah, that's what because he's like, because it's always accessible, so there's not like a thing of like, oh, I'm, I'm drinking. Oh, I have to go out and get smashed. Yeah, when you're 21 in America, you get smashed, and then you think like yeah. it's your duty and right, so you do it like every night until you're like 25, and I know, like, my body can't take this anymore. <laughs> Yeah, I think in my early 20s, there was certainly nights when I went out <laughs> to drink literally just because I thought I'm in my 20s. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sure. 100%. Sure. 100% that. Yeah. Yeah. So the totally. pink gets a lot of shit for her parenting, uh, her online parenting, like her the, the amount of visibility that she gives her children. Is that the right word I'm looking for? I'm yeah. Um, 
But I think like she's still a human being. Like she's still just parenting yeah. is really tough and it can be very scary. And especially I would imagine that somebody who's so famous, like you need to have moments of authenticity. And that seems to be for her, like she loves posting stuff about her kids. And I love it. Like she included when they did the Greatest Showman um, album, she included her daughter Willow on the album. And I thought it was the sweetest thing. Like she's giving her kids opportunities and being really open and visible about it and or transparent about it. And I, I think it's great. So yeah. these fucking parents just need to shut up. <laughs> And I would say two two quick things. Well, first of all, I feel like just looking at Pink, I feel like it would totally make sense that her kids would have kind of like a, like I, I would completely expect them to be like riding on motorcycles and doing yeah. all that shit. <laughs> just because of like who Pink is. But I'm also- scared of motorcycles myself though. I've got to say, I, I've actually, when I was living in Texas in my 20s, Two different times I saw motorcycles happen like right in front of me, Motor- motorcycle accidents. Um, both times uh, the motorcyclist died. Um, oh my God. Both times I'm the one who had to pull over and call 911. So oh in God. those instances, I also, one of my good coworkers uh, at that time, she was in a terrible motorcycle accident and she missed a year of work and had to rehabilitate. Her husband was killed. And uh, they were riding um, on the same bike. And uh, so knowing that, (laughs) I am terrified of motorcycles. And I would never, ever let my kid on a motorcycle. What did you say, John? In in Italy at 14, you can drive a a scooter. Like like one of these fucking downtown. Yeah, but the scooters to me seem a little safer. No, they're not. No, you could. I went sixty-five miles an hour every day on that thing. I drove myself. Do they go that fast? Yeah. When I'm in in Europe or or Asia, you drive. I drive on scooters too. Like you have to. Yeah. That's how you get around anywhere. Yeah. I got. I like. I got in a really bad accident with one. <laughs> and I mean, it's the reason why I don't ride them anymore. Because also, yeah. this lady we knew in in college, her ex husband was decapitated. He was yeah, on a motorcycle. Yeah, I mean, they're super dangerous. And, like, I just, now that I have children, like, you know, I, I'll still do drugs, but I won't ride motorcycles. <laughs> but also, with, with specifically with celebrities, I think it needs to be said that, like, well, like, Pink, like, so, so this whole thing of, like, people saying, like, well, her kids can't give them, like, they can't, uh, they can't say, yeah, I want to be on Instagram when they're two and three. Well, that's fine. But like when you're a celebrity, well, at least in America with the paparazzi, your, your kids are going to get their pictures taken anyway. Yeah. 100%. So either you can choose to have them be posted in a magazine without your permission, or you can choose to post what you'd like to post with them. You know, um, now that's illegal in the UK now. Yeah, it's not, but it's not in the U.S. But it's not, not in the U.S. US yet, yeah. um, you know, like I remember when uh, there's this really, actually really great video of um, Hillary Duff, actually. This was like years ago when her kid was like young, really young, like probably like three or four. And like it's she's pronounced there, Hillary she, Doof. And, and, and she's like, I don't know, I think she's like at a grocery store or something. And they're taking pictures of her and she's like totally fine. Like Hillary Duff is known to be super sweet. Um, and like they, I think they start asking her son questions and she says like, please don't talk to my son. Um, and they just keep snapping pictures and like her son kind of starts to freak out a little bit cause he's young. He doesn't know what's happening, you know? Um, and she's like, says like, you know what, you can take all the pictures you want of me, but like, 
my son really doesn't like it. It scares him because there's a bunch of strangers in his face. You know, he's like, what the hell's going on? Um, so, but anyway, so she, she's talked about how she's posted like some pictures of it because she's like, well, at least this way I can, I can be in control of what I post. Whereas when there's yeah, a million, it can be curated, right? like, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it's just kind of a thing where it's like, well, the, I don't know, hmm. the pictures are going to get taken. Anyway. Yeah. The interesting thing Madonna is- does that a bunch too. She posts all of her adopted kids, like all, oh, yeah, they're all, all over her bathing Instagram. suits yeah. and like all <laughs> everyday dancing sexually, la la la. And uh, not, not that there's anything, you know, I'm, you not, mean, I'm, not, like, I'm not judging one way or another. Her, like, I'm her, just like, saying, look, I have a black gonna, child photo. <laughs> like what she did after like all of this stuff happened during the pandemic. She's like, look at my child. He's black. Please trust my opinion on things. I'm like, oh boy. Okay. Uh, Madonna, Madonna, Madonna. She, yeah, she can't help it. Now, I'm just, I was just saying children, if Madonna. Like, my, my oldest is 12 now. And now I, I'll clear things with her before I post them because now she's not not that she's got a rep to uphold but like <laughs> oh yeah 100 percent. that's the age her, where you know, like you're embarrassing her. responsible for yeah yeah well, also when they're 12 i don't think i don't think it's a thing of like don't post that picture because i'm uncomfortable being on the internet it's like do i look good in the picture does my face look good it's like right. yeah. i feel like 12 year olds are very that especially for girls that. girls are going through all this stuff all the same Absolutely. Time. and like Poor. yeah it's tough like that that's that's just tough yeah it's tough david and, so, and i have gotten into it multiple times when he'll like tag me in a picture and i'll be like why would you ever have tagged me in that picture i look disgusting look, david. I, I, look I always think he looks good <laughs> i think that's the difference yeah. is like oh i think you look good plus you have a, i also know that if you don't like the way you look you'll just untag yourself like, yeah i will I, it's I, not I've that high myself stakes plenty of times it's not david. high stakes really <laughs> I think as long as she's not hurting anyone, as long as she's not hurting her kids, like if everyone is raised the way, I don't know, you're, as a child, you're kind of just dealt with the cards that you're dealt in terms of your parents being your parents. Yeah. They're going to raise you the way that they see fit. Yeah. Um, I don't know if she, if Pink's daughter gets to be 18, 19 and she's like, you know, my mom was really fucked up then she can deal with that when she feels bad. <laughs> my mom told me when I was I mean, a really, kid. I don't know, but like. No, you're like, right. Like, yeah. My mom like, told me when I was a kid, she said, you're going to spend your whole life getting over your parents. Your whole life. Yeah. And like I'm trying to That's avoid true. that really hard, yeah. but like there's no way I'm a human being. It's, no, like, it's, it's just, it's, it's just going to cause different problems than the ones that you had. <laughs> yeah, it's right. like my, no, it's very true. And I I've think everyone that, like, does try to avoid it, but it because, just causes different problems. Yeah, because when you see your friends' issues with their parents, sometimes you think like, oh well, I would have loved to have parents like that. Sure, uh, but then it's like it's not a th- i don't know it's like a you know if your parents worked all the time to like make sure that you had a good upbringing then it's like my parents were never there and then if they were there like too much then i don't know it's like my parents were freaking helicopter parents and they never let me do tequila at three o'clock in the afternoon on a thursday exactly like like that has a different effect as well no look (laughs) it's true though no it's true what he's saying like you just they're always I, i promise you john unfortunately you're 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 daughters growing up are probably going to have some issue with how you raise oh, them. Oh, I've been trying to normalize therapy for a, de- a decade. <laughs> like, for a decade. She's like, yeah, daddy's going to therapy because daddy got daddy issues. Like, it's okay. <laughs> like, it's totally, totally okay. Like, I'm also very open with my kids about my battles with just, with depression. Like, wow, they, I, they need to know that parents live a whole life. Like, yeah. And like I have Absolutely. I do have deep rooted daddy issues and my kids are kind of aware of like well obviously my dad's not around so like they know 
they know, you know, all that's gone on. I don't hide it. I want them to know the raw, you know. So their issues are going to be like, my dad overshared. So my kids, yes, 100%. One of my kids is so, like, sort of, like, conservative about everything i'm like my wife and her are like naked and like we're super body positive i have pictures of boobs in the guest bathroom like <laughs> like and another painting of like different types of asses in the same like we're super open about everything and my other that. my my youngest is just like won't like she's just she's going the opposite way. I think she's just like my parents are too open. This is too much. Well, how old is she though? Seven. Oh well, that's. I mean, she's. Seven, I know, yeah, but that's... like. <laughs> no, but this is already she's the age where those. At that age. No, yeah. like the the things that you want when you're seven are the things that you want when you're seventy. It never changes. It never like, goes away. Yeah, like in that's my house, the secret like, of therapy. That's open, the secret. Like, <laughs> it's called a like the outside of the vagina is called a vulva. We don't say like. Like we're very specific with things, you know what I mean? Like I want my kids Mova. to be positive. I want my kids to be like aware of themselves. Uh, try to be as, you know, we're just a very open family, and uh, we'll see what happens. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Was the kid wearing a helmet when it rode a yes, motorcycle? Was okay. A I I, I I don't think I would tell they need to leave her alone and let her parent how she wants to parent but I would never let my kid do that oh my gosh that's so scary I won't I mean I'm scared of riding them myself but um but once your kid's an adult they're yeah. just gonna do that's that's, yeah, that's, that's true that's very true the motto in my house with my children is I'm trying to get you ready for when you don't need me anymore and that's, that's such it. a good that's a good way to raise your kids. That's I th- all it I think. is. Like, I'm trying to give you the tools so that when you leave, you could do it. Like, you're going to be okay. And if you get on a motorcycle at 25, that's on you. Like, I can't. I'm not going to spend my whole life. I'm, I'm trying to be in Cabo having sex with my wife on the beach. Like, I'm not going to be worried about whether or not you're 25 <laughs> and I'm, like, uh, like, on a motorcycle. That's just, like, we good at that point. But I think you have to let kids you know know that it's okay to live a whole up and down roller coaster raw nitty-gritty life yeah i think incredible adventure i think you're you're right so on that note though um now i sort of wish i hadn't skipped this earlier because now i'm like wait a minute tell us what you like about pink and why why you stand pink Pink. (laughs) i'll just talk about her vocally like her first of all she always sings live that's that's just what she's known for like her uh, sort of like cardiovascular ability as a singer stuns me. Like she went on uh, carpool karaoke and mm-hmm. was like upside down, and she sounded unbelievable. I was like, How she do likes you to be upside do down. Right? <laughs> I don't know she does. Mm. Um, <laughs> I I love. Uh, I think she's got an incredibly powerful voice. She's got a crazy range. And she loves harmony, and I love harmony. Um, so I don't know if I could pick a favorite song, because I just, I'm obsessed with her, not the last album, the album before, Beautiful Trauma. Oh, yeah, that was it great. Unbelievable. 
What about us? Yeah, what about us? Oh, yeah, we were on fire. I slashed your tires. <laughs> like, she's just so raw about yeah. everything. You know what I always think she's done really well is Pink. Because Pink is kind of, well, her, her, her image is kind of like this, like, hardcore, she'll kick your ass chick. Like, don't fuck with her. But, like, if you listen to her more vulnerable, like, Pink can make you cry in a second. In a with second. Her, I totally agree. Um, stuff. She can really, like, um, she had a, she has so many songs where um, she's, I, I always say that I love artists who are not afraid to be vulnerable. It's my favorite thing in an artist. I, I, I hate when I feel like they're constantly putting up a facade and it's like, who even are you? You know, or they're just always trying to be this thing. Um, Pink, yeah, I mean, absolutely. She, I totally believe she, she Pink could kick my, my ass. Fuck. I, I don't want to fight Pink. <laughs> but like, but like literally she has so many songs. She has a great song on her Funhouse album called I Don't Believe You. Um where I think it was right yeah. after she broke up with Carrie. Yeah. For, I mean, now they're back together, but um, but uh, yeah, where she talks about that. She has a Glitter in the Air, um, Walk Glitter Me Home. Yeah, Walk Me Home has a real kind of melancholy Walk Me Home was feel wonderful. to it. Also, um, like, her music videos are just fucking oh, perfect. It's great. Yeah, yeah. She's yeah. a brilliant um, dancer. I love contemporary dancing anyway. So, like, watching her in all her muscular glory, yeah. like, who knew? By the way, also, that's like her ba- one of my favorite pink tracks. Who knew? That makes you cry too. Super, Who knew? Oh, yeah. Yes, uh, that's from my favorite pink album. I'm not dead. Two thousand six. I'm not dead. Very political album. Yes. which Mr. is President funny because she has a George she has a song on there called "Dear Mr. President," which yeah. is originally for George Bush. Yes. But yeah. No, it's for George Bush. Did I listen to that recently? And wow, it would be even more so for Trump. <laughs> oh yeah, she should bring it back. Yeah, that to me that was her her best album. Yo, I'm not dead. Amazing. What are you talking about? Well, Have you I, don't know. The I don't. To be fair, I don't really think Pink has made a bad album. No, I don't. I think mean, so, either. so I mean, I can understand why someone would have their favorites, but like, she's never really. Pink's never had like a bad era. I don't no. think. She's. A, I mean, I'm sure she's, she's had some that were more successful than others, but but she's, she's never made like, for a, a long, bad. Also, album. my favorite thing about it is she came up with all these like pop. She you came know, up in the Y2K pop. pop, yeah. Yeah, she did. And there, guess what? She's the only one left. Like, she's the only one left. <laughs> nobody gives she's a like shit about anti, Christina She was like the anti-pop star. Yeah, nobody cares about Christina Aguilera. Britney Spears is trying to figure out what to do with her money. Like, <laughs> none of that shit. The only one out here making, like, still making a dent is Pink. And you know what's funny? I talked to this, uh, David and I, I mentioned this to you like two two episodes ago, David, where I said, remember I said, I, and, and Kelly Clarkson actually, I said they're in this really interesting kind of uh, place in pop music where like, really their albums really aren't selling like crazy anymore or whatever, but it doesn't matter because they're so well respected that like no one's calling yeah. them a flop. Nope. They're just so, people just love them so much as artists that like, it's just that they've already earned their spot. So it's well, you're just, forgetting one person that's still, that's still doing, that's still out there, John. Go ahead. Oh. Beyonce. <laughs> oh, my bad. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yes, I agree. Yeah, Pink I'm is 20 stan. years later. Super and Pink. Beyonce, so. But here's the thing. No one ever thought Pink would last. No, I like, didn't. No she was an R&B singer in the beginning. No one saw that. Her the one album. Person, <laughs> the only person that probably saw it coming was Clive Davis because he, was a, yeah. like, he signed her and he's a, the genius who signed all these other great geniuses. So in order... I don't know that I necessarily would have signed well, her back Reed in the day because I like, didn't nah, see what he saw. You're not going to make these kind of albums. And well, she fought for it. 
Yeah, it was when she met Linda Perry for yeah, her yeah, second yeah, album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That they then they did the Misunderstood album, which was the I'm coming up. So yeah, you and then they yeah, kind of yeah, changed yeah, her into this like yeah, pop rock chick, and it made so much more sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. No, I I I love her ability to. Well, first of all, I think like those two, those three that you, we've mentioned, like the main thing is like they're incredible voices, like incredible voices that you never have to wonder like. I wonder if Beyonce is going to be able to sing when she's 50. Yeah, of course she is. Like, Pink will always be able to sing. Like, yeah. Christina Aguilera, I'm not sure, can sing now. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I saw Mulan and heard her new version-ish of... Um, Reflejo. Reflejo. <laughs> and uh, it's not impressive. Um, I think that... Uh, Pink will always be able to sound this good, and or at least some sort of this good. Um, also, I also have to say for people who haven't seen it, uh, Pink has an incredible version, and I do say this because this is one, this is one of the few songs that I actually hate seeing covered because I feel like almost nobody can ever do it good. But she has a great version of Bohemian Rhapsody. She does that she performed. Oh yes, that she performed live, and wow. it is so fucking good. <laughs> Um, it was from her, I think it was from her Funhouse tour. Um, yeah. And she also has, and this is what I'm talking about. So she can do that and make you like laugh and be like, fuck yeah, Pinko. And then she has this incredibly beautiful, beautiful version of, um, Cindy Lauper's Time After Time. Yes. Where it's just that. like her and the guitar and it's a really slow stripped version of it. And I think there's actually a video of it on YouTube where Cindy Lauper's actually in the audience and Cindy Lauper's crying. Wow. Uh, and, um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's just that. It's just like, man, I was like, Dude, she's so good at like tugging at your heartstrings and being vulnerable, and at the well, same being time, being a good being, songwriter. Like, this... She's a yeah. very good yeah. songwriter. Yeah. I feel like that's yeah. a, when you see people that last. Nobody lasts this long in the business without being a good songwriter. Because at some, if you're not a songwriter, then your career is almost in the hands of A and R men, and um, you know, well, industry unless you're a really respected vote like Celine Dion or like right. I mean, if you're but, just even gonna Celine be a Dion though. If like she hasn't had be a voice, hit better, in twenty years. But she hasn't well, she hasn't. No, you're right, but I mean, I, but she still sells out every concert. Yeah, but I mean, Christina sold her. She did a Vegas residency, and she sold pretty well too. And she also hasn't had a hit. But yeah, but, I, what but, I'm but, saying but is, but Christina had a Vegas residency that was like a month long. Yeah, but so what I'm saying her. is, we're talking about Pink still being like on pop radio, and I'm saying that you can't accomplish that. Oh, okay. Yes. Unless you're like a, a you're right, that good right. of a songwriter, whereas <laughs> it, otherwise your your whole career, you might be an amazing singer, but your career is in the hands of like A and R guys to find you those hit songs and produce working with the right producers because you're not the yeah. one recording the. I mean, you're not writing the songs yourself. So yeah, I think that's true. just a big difference. I think she's so unbelievably authentic and genuine that it's hard not to like her, in my opinion. Yeah, it's never seemed fake with her. No. It, well, <sighs> no. No, I agree. I agree with that. Yeah. With that, I guess I think we, we should wrap up. Yay, Roadrunners. <laughs> Wait, you said, think, uh, earlier, you said before we started recording that UTSA was trending. What the hell did they do? Oh, 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 oh. So what happened was <laughs> UTSA played Texas State in football yesterday. Oh, and because sports. all other sports in the world have been canceled, it was the only sport going on. So literally like everyone in the world was watching. It was the number one training thing. Here's the funny thing that when John and I were in college, we didn't even have a football team. No. 
they they started it after we left and, and i guess it's good that they great. did because it, you know we got to vote um, on it we got to vote whether we wanted a football team i voted what did you vote it. wow <laughs> well because well, a lot of funding gets taken away well. gets funded it gets uh, a funding pulled from other things like sciences UTSA and the arts has, and like, stuff multiple national metropolitan opera singer uh, competition oh winners. yeah so and yeah, we still three are department of music, like three from get, just from the era when we were there. Yeah. Three of those people are all metropolitan opera stars. At any given <laughs> moment in the major opera houses in the United States, there's somebody from UTSA. Like either we have people at La Scala, the Met, like yeah, people in Berlin, this is true. and it's a department of music. We don't need a damn football team. We need better teachers and more like. Space. Well, here's the one. Did thing, they play though. with a live? Did David? Do you know? Did they play? Did they play the game with a live audience or whatever? I don't know. I don't know. I didn't. Uh, I didn't actually watch it. I just saw it trending. We don't. We don't um, watch foosball. But here's yeah. the thing, though, John, that I want to point out, because a lot of my friends, and especially friends in theater, are from Texas State, which is just 45 minutes from UTSA. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so the game was UTSA versus Texas State. And uh, apparently, uh, apparently now we have, like, that's our rival. So it's oh, UTSA and Texas sense. State are, like, yeah. the rivals, which makes well, sense. Say, because be almost rivalry, all of my friends right? either yeah. went to UTSA or Texas State. So, so, uh, Texas so State. yeah, so now we have a, a rivalry going, which I think is kind of cool. Great. I'm uh, not going to watch UTSA, the football games, but great. Yeah, I still won't watch the football <laughs> games. But I think it's fun to have a rivalry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I do want to say one thing before I go, because um, if you – I don't know, John, if you're an uh, Andrea Bocelli fan at all. But I am, yeah, yeah. Okay, he did. A, I, I, do you like Dua Lipa? I do. <gasps> I love Dua Lipa. Oh my so god! So she has a song with Andrea Bocelli really? that people, yeah, yes. that people should listen to. It's called um, "If." I Only. didn't like it though. And oh, <laughs> I did. I liked it. I thought I, Dua I have it great. on my Dua Lipa um, playlist, but I'm like every time, like yeah. I skip it, and I'm considering taking it off the playlist so I don't have oh, to skip I it. I love it, and she okay, sings. There's it. her her first verse is in English, but then I don't know how her Italian is because I don't speak Italian. But she does sing know. in Italian, so you can you can. Beat the joke. It's not that I don't necessarily not like the song, but Dua Lipa is like a disco pop queen, so it's all this disco pop tracks on my playlist, which. Uh, John, you're on Apple Music, right? Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, so we follow each other on Apple Music, right? Yeah, so you absolutely. can get my, you can go to my Dua Lipa uh, playlist. Yeah, because I have one of your playlists that I downloaded too. Um, it's probably an R&B playlist. Yes, it's the R&B playlist. It's pretty <laughs> badass. Uh, it's a pretty badass playlist. So um, yeah, I have a Dua Lipa one on there, and it just doesn't make sense to have all this disco pop, and out of nowhere, there's like an Italian song. Like I think well, I got it. Wasn't her it. song? It wasn't her I song though. It was Andrea it. Bocelli's song. Um, yeah, but it doesn't. But it's. The, but that's what Bocelli does. You know what I mean? Like that's what he does. Yeah, sure. But it's just it's like back in the day, Pavarotti, Pavarotti used to do Pavarotti and Friends. Oh, and like, talking about Whitney Houston. Uh, yeah. Have you seen the clip of Pavarotti that's, and Whitney Houston together? Is yeah, badass. Um, well, right, thank boys, you, John. I, go. I would yeah, love to come back uh, on next time and talk about why Ariana Grande is overrated. No. Um, we didn't I, even she, ask you. He's overrated. We didn't get to his she's overrated, like overrated diva. diva. No. Which by the way, she. She has a song with Andrea Bocelli. She's an not Italian a genius. Song. 
She's a you genius. Can't be a genius if I don't know what the fuck you're saying. I'm just you can't be uh, a genius. I was in I was in I was in Fire Island and someone had never heard Rain on Me and they played it and someone uh when when Ariana's verse came on, it was so funny because the guy said he says, Well, I feel like I feel the same as what I always feel. I don't understand what she's saying, no, but she no sounds clue. nice. <laughs> she's very talented, no idea what the fuck she's saying. I mean, when she was in Hairspray, I know. Not everyone can be Leah Salonga, okay, with her perfect diction. Hey, we don't need all that shit. We just need to know, like, what are you saying? What is this lyric? Literally, you can follow the lyrics on on Apple Music now, John. When she did Hairspray, I remember she played Penny, and I know Hairspray really well. I know all the lyrics for that, and I was like, I don't know what she's saying. (laughs) And I know all the lyrics. I don't need her to be here, like. I don't need all that, <laughs> but just like can I get an idea of what this song is about? Oh my god! So <laughs> but that being right. said, I think she's vocally speaking, she's very, she's very talented, very very gifted. She's a very, yeah. Okay. Uh, I hate you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was saving that right to the end. I just wanted to drop that gem. Well, John, it was great having you. It was awesome to talk to you. Yes, John. And his overall overall thoughts about Pink essentially is shut the fuck up and mind your business. Mind your business. (laughs) Let people live their lives. (laughs) Tell your family I said hi, John. I will. (laughs) Bye. Bye. All right, see ya. He was great. He was great. Controversial topic, actually, parenting. You don't tell people I didn't even know that Pink's parenting skills were being criticized. But Absolutely. I feel like, I don't know, whatever. What What do you mean, whatever? Well, no, I don't know. It's just, that's just how I feel about parenting. It's just like, mind your business. <laughs> yeah, mind your business. Until, until you can't. Like, I was a teacher. Um, when I used to teach high school, they warned me, like, you know, the, the sucky part is when you have to co- report parents to... Um, well, but that's different. That's like What's if you think they're being abused or something. Right. And they were. I had to report three different parents. It kind of sucked. One, oh, really? one student was being raped by her uncle and her parents didn't believe her. One student, oh my stepdad, was making him sleep outside in a tent. Yeah. And another one, the student was, uh, the student's father was hitting him. So he would, he wouldn't, he would come home and he would, he would stay out as long as he could. And he would come home like when he knew his father was going to be asleep. And then he would like try, he would sleep like in the patio uh, and get up in the morning and go to school. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was pretty bad. God, that's atrocious. Yeah. Pretty terrible. Uh, But anyway, in the meantime, we should talk about in our next album for the vinyl club oh yeah you haven't given it to me yet what is it uh i think two weeks from now we should listen to bonnie Raitt's debut album bonnie Raitt is the name oh, of the album. i know that i know that have one. you heard it already i love bonnie Raitt. yeah but and you've listened to that album already yeah, I can't make you love me. That is not from that album. That's from the nineties. No, that's not from that album. That's that's a that's a. But have you no, listened? No, no, I'm, no, have you, you know listened I'm to this of? I'm thinking album. of something something to talk about is what I'm thinking. About. Right, it was, it was also from a nineties album. Have you listened to her nineteen seventy one debut album called Bonnie Raitt? Uh, you know what? I'd have to look at it, but I do like Bonnie Raitt, so I'm sure I'll enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, I love but Bonnie I'll... Raitt too, but I've never listened to this album. Okay, so we'll listen to it. <laughs> so it's the 1971 debut album called Bonnie Raitt. Okay. All right. Sure. Uh, so we'll listen to it. You have two weeks to think it over, and then we'll come and talk about it again, and we'll say defend or defund. <laughs> <laughs> defund. 
Oh, the sound of Britney Spears farting uh, means that it is time for uh, the up-and-coming diva of the moment who is having a moment in the moment we are having right now. Who is it? This week is Kelsey Ballerini. Ballerini. She sounds Italian. Uh, I thought that was uh, a good uh, person to do since John was our guest. But um, actually, she's not an Italian singer. She is a country singer. Uh, So check her out. She just released on September 11th, like Mariah Carey, uh, released uh, her album. It's called Ballerini. So go listen to that if you like country music. I know not everyone does. Uh, certainly John didn't, but um, yeah. That's good. All right. Defund the police, guys. Defund the police. Black Lives yes, Matter. Absolutely. Have a good week, everybody. Love you. Bye. 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 Bye.